Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. For those who missed the first hour, this would be the first hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. <laughs> oh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Why do I even do that to myself? I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. How are you? Yeah, I hope you all good. had a good Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Ron? Always good. Turkey Day. Turkey Day is my favorite. I get to have a turkey. So I am extremely mm-hmm. happy. I eat turkey every day for the rest of my life after that. Until the <laughs> next Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I know. Right. We you know, still have turkey left. <laughs> yeah. I had a turkey sandwich today. One of the things I love, and, and you're just going to like, what? It's like. Uh, and I absolutely love it. It's not just like I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Always, always on Thanksgiving because we have our Thanksgiving on a Wednesday and and mm-hmm. on Thursday uh, we usually have uh, for supper we have cream turkey on toast, which is absolutely I adore. I had something mm-hmm. I had that growing up, and it, it's very simple. It's just basically a uh, toast. Uh, buttered toast. You you take it out. You butter it. You put the warm turkey on top of it, and then you put a white sauce on it and salt it. And uh, oh, I well, we it. have something similar. It's it's just uh, an open faced turkey sandwich. We just put gravy on it instead of yeah. white sauce. Yeah, it's different. So you you're different. almost making like a biscuits and gravy without the biscuits. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we we had it when I had it when I was a kid when growing up, you know, when, when back in the day. And I, I, I'm sure you come from a blue collar family too. I'm sure you, your mother, you would make stuff out of you know virtually whatever they had, any leftovers or whatever. And so we had different yeah. different meals that uh, she made. Uh, and That's, uh, yeah, they, hot turkey sandwiches. Every my husband loves hot turkey sandwiches. Yeah. So he takes, he takes, yeah, it is. He takes all the turkey and, and puts the, whatever gravy's left and just heats it all up in a pan and then toasts the bread, just like you. And voila. Voila. So yeah, basically other than uh, it's the same thing, except we have a white sauce and you have a gravy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just good. It all works. It's all good. Whatever you enjoy. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. My, my, it is. It's true. And my daughter had. She hosted us this year in her apartment Ooh. on the Cape, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, you know, my husband and I went down the night before. And mm-hmm. so we all helped her. Of course you did. Because <laughs> you you're a mom. Yeah, I know. And that's and I what loved you it. do. We watched yeah. the Macy's Day Parade in the morning. And it was great. It was really there nice. So, yeah. uh, But her husband's deployed to Iraq still. And... Um, oh, he is. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I told you oh, that. I thought he came back. No, he's gone for a whole year. 
Oh, you know what? I thought he was in Afghanistan. My apologies. No, no, no. no Thank no. God. Yeah, he's not no, I, there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of when that was yeah. all going on. And it was like, that's, uh, like, oh, you know, I was actually had a little prayer for him, I used to oh, say, uh, when that was all going down, uh, that debacle. Uh, but, anyways, <laughs> all prayers gratefully accepted. Yeah. But so. he's safe and doing well. He'll be home in three months. But, oh, excellent. You know, Thanksgiving is their favorite. So, um, yeah. You know, we couldn't, we, we all had to be together. So Yeah, don't you know, blame me at all. Good stuff. Yep, oh, good stuff. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, we had, a, uh, I do want to mention, uh, we had another episode. This is our sixth episode, so for six months now, we've done the Affection Connection. And it, it was, uh, <laughs> it's on, and it's actually one of the fastest growing uh, advice shows of the podcast, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, so we're excited about it. And uh, what it is, is just people send in questions on all kinds of things, everything from marital relationships to work problems, to neighbor problems, to kid problems, to everything. Wow. And we, we give our little opinion on it. And, and uh, yeah, it's it seemed to be doing pretty good. So oh. I'm excited about it. And if, if you missed it, you can always, I mean, it's it's available in where most places where podcasts are mm-hmm. but it's uh if you you can go to uh the affection connection page on uh, facebook mm-hmm. and uh we have all the video episodes of it so you could actually watch it if you wanted to and it's also i believe on the morning page as well so uh, morning edition page ghost chronicles morning edition so there you go all right so we just nice. had the, we just had a guy on uh who talked about his book. We had him on our show earlier, uh, Life in the Morgue. Remember him? Oh, yeah. yeah yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he yeah. was a great guest. I loved that show. Yeah, he was uh, He was on with Steve and I earlier because Steve, of course, was in the uh, medical field as well. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so they had stories this year. So now I figured, well, okay, so how do you follow up, you know, ghost stories in the morgue? Well, <laughs> or else ghost stories in the cemetery. Oh, it makes hey, only sense, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. So I thought I'd, favorite place, so. thought I would take a look at some of the some ghost stories from the, the cemetery. All right. And um so uh, I'm gonna start off if you don't mind. Go for it. Okay. And I want to talk about Katie Bender. Okay. Katie so, Bender. Katie Bender. I'm sure we've all. Never mind. Uh, moving along. Let's not uh, let's not do bad jokes. Okay. No, all let's right. not. I mean, yeah. Anyways, Katie Bender. Bender. <laughs> <Binger. laughs> I was Stop starting off. Yeah. Okay. Katie. Kate. Blah, blah. Katie all Bender right. was an immigrant from uh, Germany. Her pride in becoming an American citizen showed through her generous uh, generosity in the community. In 1886, oh, I remember this, Katie opened a restaurant called The Commercial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which she ran with her husband, Joe, until 1888, when he died of edema at the age of 45. Ooh, that sucks. Running, mm. running an eatery on her own didn't stop Katie from her gift-giving generosity for underprivileged children's families in, in the community. Christmas was Katie's favorite time of the year, possibly because her birthday was on December 23rd. Making gift baskets for families struggling to make ends meet 
uh, Kitty would carefully place a turkey, ooh, turkey, at the bottom <laughs> of the basket. I like Kitty already. A turkey it's, at the bottom of the basket? Yeah. A big well, basket. It's heavy, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, the children would come into the restaurant, receive cookies, candies, and an orange. I always received <laughs> an orange in my uh, stocking oh, when I yeah. was at home. Still with a stocking, yeah. Often being the only orange they had all year. See, that's, that's uh, poor, you know, the... Uh, the depression mentality mm -hmm. uh, during the Christmas season of 1910 Katie was surprised Katie surprised 1871 children in every state of the Union with a gift this is how she uh, earned her endearment as mother Katie Bender oh. although she had no children her spirit lives on through tales of the times of her days in Glidwood Springs Cemetery. Perhaps her presence still lingers around the cemetery where she is laid to rest a year later. And they say that if you go by a grave on a, on a Christmas uh, night, you can hear children singing. So, Aww. yeah. Aww. Good old, old Katie Bender. Nice, uh, nice spirit. Yeah, I would expect me to just give you all crappy ones. Well, I, you know, I, I never nice know Van Helsing. You know? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, most, of the, most of the time, I, I'll give you that, you know. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. got some horrible name you can't pronounce in a horrible I, everything else. But, yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? I can pronounce all the names of that. That was, must be a first in itself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, isn't that sweet? You walk mm. by a grave, you see a turkey flopping around. Probably waiting to be put in her basket. <laughs> put me in the basket. Put me in the basket. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, it was sweet. So I do have. Want to, do you want to hear a gross story since that was so nice? Oh, God. Yeah, sure. Tell us a gross story. This Why? is a true story. It just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, this just happened. Uh, there was a gentleman who, who died. Uh, they, they, uh, of course brought him to the funeral home and, uh, they gave him a bury, burial here up in Bellevue Cemetery in Lawrence. And as they were dropping the, I mean, lowering the casket into the grave, one of the straps mm -hmm. on the lower were broke and the casket fell into the grave and the body fell out and started oozing. Oh, no. The uh, some of the relatives jumped in the grave and pulled the body out. Ah! <laughs> and they're now suing the city of Lawrence and the funeral home and the other for guess how much though? This is I, I think is to just pay them at it. Uh, oh, fifty thousand and one dollar. Fifty thousand and one dollar. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, okay. but that's I mean I, I think that's reasonable. No offense. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's would, that's just, weird. Just just pay them. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that happening though. So I mean, no, it's that's gotta, really horrible. Yeah, I'd that's sue them for traumatic. a lot more money. <laughs> I know. So I think fifty thousand is reasonable. I just pay them. That's all. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. Um, that was a lot grosser than uh, Mary Bender, huh? That's funny because I was just at Bell. I think it was Bellevue Cemetery in Lawrence when. Um, during Spirit Quest, mm -hmm. I think I ran over there. Uh, what's there's one down the street from Market Basket, but 
I don't think that's that's not Lawrence. You're in Haverhill. Oh, that's Haverhill. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Different cemetery, but I think same name. Right church, wrong pew. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder, I wonder where that came from, that saying. That's, that's yeah. right. Right wrong pew. Maybe it goes back to the days when they used to have, uh, used to buy your pew. Do you remember Reserve that? Seating the Puritan. Yeah, Puritan yeah. Stuff. Used to, you, you'd yeah. pay for your pew and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe mm -hmm. somebody went in the wrong pew and maybe that's where it comes from. I have no clue. Anyways. Well, people, yeah. yeah. What but, do you got? You must have got something exciting. All right. So speaking of Cape Cod, so Anywhere? I have a story <laughs> of Sagamore Cemetery and oh. I thought I had been to the cemetery, but I have not. I looked it up. Uh, so the Sagamore uh, Cemetery, there's a ton of history on Cape Cod. Uh, and some history is somewhat hidden, but readily available if you're willing to search around for it. In some cases, you might even have the opportunity to experience some living history, to put it one way, through Cape Cod's supposedly haunted locations. And the Sagamore Cemetery is one such haunted destination. It sits where Sandwich Road and Ben Abbey Road meet in a small residential area near the Sagamore Bridge. It is not sinister in any way, but visitors have reported countless personal experiences with ghosts when wandering through it. Uh, it was incorporated 1889, but its first recorded burial took place in 1803. It's the final resting place for numerous Civil War soldiers and at least 29, 29 former sea captains. Holy cow. Wow. Uh, as you look through the cemetery, uh, you might recognize some of the names, including members of the Bourne family for whom the town of Bourne is named. I swear I've been here. I think I don't. I swear this is not the name, the correct name of the cemetery, because I, I think I've been here. Oh, uh, the inter let's face it. If it's on the Internet, it doesn't have to be right. This is true. <laughs> uh, so there is an issue with Sagamore Cemetery that some locals believe is the reason behind the ghost experiences. Some of the headstones are in the wrong spots. Oh, uh oh. In 1909, when the Cape Cod Canal was still under construction, 17 bodies from the Collins Farm Cemetery and 45 bodies from the Ellis Cemetery were moved to Sagamore to make room for the project. Ah, see, you can't just pick people up and move them around. They don't it's like not a good, Not a good idea. Yeah, no. They don't like that. So uh, they were moved to Sagamore. Officials marked the caskets with chalk. That's brilliant. But a storm washed the names away before a reburial could proceed. Yeah, think. <laughs> as a result, officials had to guess at some identities, and there's a non-trivial chance that some caskets are under the wrong headstones. Uh, personal experiences at the cemetery. Question, who's haunting the cemetery? The property's caretaker, Donald Ellis. Oh, there's a name that's attached to that other cemetery where they moved the folks from. Ah. Uh, Don Ellis, the caretaker, believes much of the supernatural activity is actually Isaac Keith. And he believes he's personally interacted with Keith and has a story to back it up. Uh, Isaac Keith was the founder of the car Keith Car Company. 
say that three times. A I business, would not want to. <laughs> yeah. That once employed 1,400 people in the Bourne area. Companies no longer in operation, but lasted until 1928. When Keith died in 1900, he was buried at the Sagamore Cemetery, but has never truly rested because of the misplaced headstones on some of the facility's graves. In 1998, Ellis was working at the cemetery when he felt someone push on his chest. This feeling was followed by the smell of cigar smoke and the presence of goosebumps on his arms, despite this situation taking place on a hot July afternoon. Ellis, not knowing what was happening, ran to his truck and the feeling immediately went away. It has since been learned that Keith was a heavy cigar smoker, leading Ellis to believe that the activity was Keith trying to send a message from the afterlife. And at least 11 other people have reported feeling an intense cold or smelling cigar smoke in the cemetery. Psychics have also noted that Keith is the messenger for those whose headstones have been displaced and that he can't rest in peace until the situation has been rectified. So uh, apparently... The Bourne Historical Commission has provided the Sagamore Cemetery Association with a $30,400 grant to rehabilitate and restore 41 of the facility's most important headstones. So, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll figure it all out, but I don't I don't really know how they're going to do it at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't wouldn't I well, I guess you could do DNA if if there's someone Yeah, saying, right? That's going to cost more than thirty thousand dollars. You get that right, and then you got to dig everybody up, and yeah, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting. I do swear that I've been here. I'll have to poke around some more with that. I did a quick search on my cemetery tripping page, but it didn't pull it up. But I I remember the born stones. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And this is a very recent, this is just from last October, this, oh, so uh, that's not that old, this yeah. story. So it's not that old. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, a short one for you. And this is the haunted tomb of Ludwig, Ludwig Wolf. Mm-hmm. Ludwig, Ludwig Wolf. Ludwig. 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 L-U-D-W-I-G. So it would be Ludwig. Ludwig, oh. whatever. The W is a V. 1836-1911. During his lifetime, old Ludwig, whatever his name is, uh, was rumored to be afraid of being buried alive, which we know was quite common back in that time period. So it Mm -hmm. must have been pretty common to people buried alive. Yeah, those little saved by the bell, right? Yeah, so he built himself (laughs) one of those those tombs. You know, the, uh, well, this one is, is... in the ground, so you know what it's like. It has a door on it, and, and the roof the, the roof is buried. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, I forget what they call those, but uh, it's, it's like a tomb, in I the, guess. Yeah, in the side of a hill kind of situation. Yeah, it's kind of in the side of the hill. It's when you walk down, it has stairs that goes to the door, and of course, it has the gate over the door. As they all do. Of course. And, yeah. Anyways, so we built the vent vent on the top of uh, the mound, mm-hmm. uh, so that it would provide. Uh, ventilation system with uh, bells and whistles intended to prevent uh, this from being uh, happening. So in other words, if he was in turn and he woke up, he could go and ring the bell and bang the gong and whistle. (laughs) Guy's got all the bases covered. I guess so. (laughs) 
didn't shoot up a flare. I mean, he couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, so anyways, he did die and it didn't come back. Uh, there were no banging, whistling. But it, they do say that you can still hear the bell ringing and the whistles from coming from his graves. Oh. And also, yeah. Also, uh, residents from the apartment building on uh, across the street from uh, the tomb have actually seen the ghost of Wolf's 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 Wolfhound pacing uh, in front of the what the hell Wolf's Wolfhound <laughs> say that three times pacing in front of the entrance, especially on nights with a full moon. Oh, and this is in the Graceland Cemetery, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, ah. Okay, I was going to ask you, where are we? <laughs> yeah, Graceland, Chicago. We're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago. So, yeah. You know what's mm-hmm. weird, though? I mean, I gave you the story of uh, good old uh, the Bender girl there. Mm-hmm. What the hell is her name? Uh, all I remember name? is Bender. Yeah, that's all I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Katie Bender. Katie Bender. Hey. Check this out, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh Katie Bender, right? Uh, she's buried in this the cemetery, uh, Glenwood Springs, mm-hmm. and uh, in the same cemetery, the same cemetery. Yeah. Lu- Lu- Louisa Schwartz uh, is buried there. So you might yes. ask, who is Louisa Schwartz? Who is Louisa Schwartz? So just like Katie Bender, Louisa Schwartz displayed unselfish deeds. Christmas was also her favorite time. For over 30 years, she would open her home uh, and with her husband and invite children in for treats. Uh, Louisa would entertain children by winding up her small Christmas tree and spinning around and playing cards. She would provide them with sacks filled with candy and even her famous cookies. And even, oh. a, gift, even a gift from Santa. Uh, it wasn't... Yeah, that's pretty good. It wasn't uh, it wasn't only the children that received uh, the uh, experience uh, and received and experienced Louise's generosity. She mm-hmm. would seek out new arrivals to town and invite them to her home. Ah. She would entertain them so that no one would be alone during Christmas. Thousands of people have experienced her loving generosity and community spirit throughout her lifetime. After her passing, Two weeks before Christmas in 1932. Aww, her favorite uh, day. Yes. Uh, Louisa, uh, uh, Louisa was given a full service, uh, including the uh, judge, uh, J.W. Bell, and who uh, read the uh, dedication speech. And they planted a tree for her and everything else. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you're going to love it, but uh, they say on a uh, quiet night, if you go by that treat, you can actually hear children giggling. Oh, wow. Maybe they're running over from, you know, Katie's grave, too. They're just yeah. running back and forth. Is that weird? They're both buried in the same cemetery? Oh, they sound like they should have gotten together, you know? Well, Katie came later because uh, during the Christmas season of 1910, uh, she she died just after that, and then this one died in 1932. Nope, Louisa came later. Later, so huh, she must have like carried on the same tradition. Maybe moved by uh, maybe. maybe maybe she was moved by uh, Katie yeah. Bender. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, what do you got? 
Uh, I have. Something as I'm nice in, as the ones I have. Where am I? Uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. Ooh. Norwalk, Connecticut. Yes. In Pine Island Cemetery. Uh, Ida Richards, the ni- a 19th century Norwalker, was so consumed by the untimely death of her fiancé that she laid upon his grave in Pine Island Cemetery and died of a broken heart. The New York Times reported in 1879. Some believe she still haunts the 300-year-old cemetery. 300 years? Hold hold on a minute here. Oh, that's an oldie. Yeah. 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 It's an oldie. Okay. It can be be 300 years. I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. Uh... Okay, sorry. I just got I got distracted by that. Uh, they were star-crossed lovers, and she used what she had to give him a headstone at Pine, Pine Island Cemetery. They mm-hmm. haven't been able to find the stone, uh, but it's not to say it wasn't there, but it's so old it could have fallen over and the inscription could have worn away. But uh, they do believe that she is haunting the cemetery because her fiancé... Apparently, her betrothed, Henry Workman, moved to a distant town to earn a living until Richards heard Workman was mangled in an accident involving the machinery with which he worked, and he ultimately died. His family had disowned him after he began seeing Richards, and so it was left to her to mourn him alone at Pine Island. It said that she threw herself on the grave. The sun was low down in the west when they left her there. They left her there. And after nightfall, when her friend went to remove her, they found her dead. So, Uh, isn't that sad? Why would they leave her there in that state? Some friends. Some friends. Okay, we'll see you later. Sorry, you're sad. What's that that old saying? If you're friends like that, who needs enemies? Yeah, right? (laughs) Wow. So, anyways, we do have to take a break because right. uh, it's that time of the day. That's yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, what are we? Next generation, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio with Dan Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and Gallant Messier Family Art Group, and our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to <laughs> Ghost Chronicles. I'm like, da-da-da-da-da. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian. And tonight, we're talking about haunted cemeteries. My something? I don't know. I just, I was just like, whoop, sorry, tuned out. <laughs> Do your job, Ian. Do your job. You have one job. Reintroduce anyway, we, us. We, we do want to thank uh, all our... Uh, Patreon members, uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio, and Patreon members, uh, including the two, no, two newest, uh, Ann Ryan and uh, Colin uh, Bilslin uh, from the UK. So we want to welcome Yay. you guys. And yes. we have some good news coming next year. We will have, uh, as you be, when you become a member of, uh, you become a member of the Dead uh, Air Society, oh. and we have uh, swag coming next year <gasps> for those who uh, are members. So if you're not a member, you can join. It's it's like three bucks a month and you get access to 30, right now I think it's 30 exclusive videos uh, that you can only see there uh, uh-huh. that, that are only available to our Patreon uh, listeners. And we'll be doing some special events just for our Patreon uh, listeners as well. So a lot of, a lot of good things coming. And those who... Uh, have been with us a year is getting a new copy of the uh, Ghost Chronicles, uh, the magazine. So there you go. Awesome. Wow. So and I, I have yes. I, in, in my search, I came across this and and I I just uh, uh, I was intrigued by it. Okay. Because uh, first of all, I, I wonder if you ever did this or ever heard of it. And uh, do you ever hear Ghosts in the Graveyard, the game? Ghost in the Graveyard. Nope. This is I for don't kids. So. No. All right. What? Are, no. What do you do? It sounds familiar, though. So you you go into a cemetery. Yeah. All right. Mhm. And then you designate a place as home base, mm-hmm. uh, which you know can be a uh, what a mausoleum, you know, some place that's that's fairly big where you can have a bunch of kids sit on like you know the stairs or whatever right mm-hmm. so that would be your home base and yeah. uh, you choose somebody uh either by number or by volunteer or whatever to be a ghost okay now all, all the kids cover their eyes and count to 100 and the ghost goes and hides behind tombstones ah uh, okay right. so after that the players uh get up and they begin chanting uh and they say the following midnight midnight i hope i catch i see i hope i catch a ghost tonight then all the players leave home plate 
uh, home base, excuse me, and search out the ghost. Mm-hmm. After oh. every, yeah. After everyone except the ghost uh, is, is off looking for them. Okay, so there you all go. So they all go try to find the ghost. Meanwhile, the ghost attempts to jump out and tag players if they don't find them. In other words, they can go and tag them. Okay. And if someone sees the ghost, they yell, ghost in the graveyard, ghost in the graveyard. And they run back to home base. Everybody's got to run. Okay. If the yeah. ghost catches the person, uh, they become the new ghost. Okay. So there you go. You ever hear of that? I, I have not. I've heard of a game like that, but not called Ghost in the Graveyard. It's just, just like a hiding, hiding. I seem to remember playing it as a kid. Everybody would hide, and I forget what you would yell. Uh, yeah, but that's 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 cool. And I never played it personally. <laughs> they have a, uh, a deviation of this. You play it at night, and you everybody has a flashlight. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I don't know if you can go in graveyards at night in Massachusetts. You can't, so that's interesting. Do you mm-hmm. know it's it's not against the law? Oh yes, it is. And some you have to know where you're going. It has to, yeah. It's it's not, but it's not a Massachusetts state law. It, okay. It depends on the town. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and even so, you know, they're not going to arrest you. You know, they're going to tell you to get the hell out of the cemetery. Well, yeah, they cemetery. Can. They can like what that happened in Mississippi. What? The guy that was naked in the cemetery. Well, that's a little different. You know. No, they arrested him for trespassing. Oh, well, they should be arresting him for being naked. Oh, no, that was not against the law. <laughs> you got to remember, it was the South. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I. You never, I, you never heard about that. No. Oh, we must have talked about that on the morning show. Uh, yeah, there was is in I believe it was Mississippi. Uh, there was a cemetery and uh, there was vandalism in the cemetery, and so they decided to set up a game cam to catch uh, what was going on. And when they uh, saw the game cam, they found a man naked on the graves. Uh, so they were able to identify him, I guess. I don't know how, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how, but, uh, they were able to identify him and, uh, he was arrested for, uh, uh, trespassing. Uh, he, um, yes. he apologized. He says that he didn't expect, uh, anybody to see him naked, but he was a, uh, paranormal enthusiasts and he believed uh, he believed that orbs he would that was his thing he would photograph orbs and catch pictures of faces in the orbs and he believed that if you were naked the orbs would be attracted to you so uh-huh. see, he, had, he had a very logical explanation to it oh well yeah now that you put it like that it sounds completely normal yeah it's completely right? normal right wow I mean, that's Maybe wow. we should maybe we should try that next spirit quest. Right? No. See. <laughs> nope. A lot of nope. No. Nope, anyhow, nope. that yeah, that's yeah. a completely completely uh, logical explanation for him being yes, naked is. in the cemetery. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the judge bought it. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Go back to the home. Holy crap. Uh, oh. All right. You got wow. something for me, kid? Oh, all right. Sure. I got all kinds of stuff here. So this is one. Uh, so our friend Roxy Zwicker has written many huh. cemetery books. Oh, yeah, she did. She just has a new one out now, too, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't recall the name, but unfortunately, sorry about that, Roxy. Uh, she did a great presentation at SpareQuest. I really. She did, wasn't that. she? I only yeah. saw the end of it. I thought that was great. Yeah, you were in there, though. You're like, all right, time's up. Time's up. She's like, I've timed it. I have one minute. <laughs> I didn't finished. time it up. I, I never said a word. I just kind of like finished. made myself. She was yeah, the one yeah. that was addressing me. I just <laughs> made myself known. That was simple. I know. Yeah, but it was really good. She's she's always got it. She's such a good storyteller. Um, you know. Yes. But anyway, so I have her book, Massachusetts Book of the Dead, Graveyard Legends and Lore. And this particular story comes from Burial Hill in Plymouth or Old Burial Hill. Oh, cool. In Plymouth, Massachusetts. One of my they're all my favorite cemeteries. Let's just say it. I always say, oh, one of my favorites, but they're all my favorites. There's always something good that I find. But Burial Hill, of course, is one of the oldest. And, of course, there's tons of uh, sea captains and shipwrecks and all kinds of things up there as well. But one of them, um, now I lost my place. So there was... Uh, locals tell tales of a ghost ship and complete with a phantom crew. The ship is said to sail the harbor and disappears into the mist when approached by other ships. It's also said that one of the best places to view this ghost ship is from old burial Hill, which it is pretty high and you get a really great, great view up there. So, uh, There's a building close to the cemetery that is rumored to be haunted by the spirits of the interred. The top floor was used by medical students who dissected fresh bodies that they obtained from Old Burial Hill. Old Burial Hill itself is not without its ghostly legends as well. With all of the fantastic carvings and tragic tales, it's not surprising that the spirits are active. Visitors to the burial ground have claimed to have seen shadow people wandering the grounds, sometimes walking between the trees as if the ghosts of the past were still keeping watch on the hill. There is an unsettling story of a group of five people who wandered between the stones on a gloomy November evening. The five stopped to talk, but when but then heard loud footsteps coming up the sidewalk directly toward them. They frantically searched for the source of the sound, but found nothing. They quickly found the nearest exit and made a hasty retreat and were in complete disbelief of what had transpired. Tour groups regularly walk the well-trod paths and many have reported capturing mysterious light anomalies, orbs, and other unexplainable phenomena on camera. Orbs. Orbs. (laughs) So that is just a quickie. That's a quickie from Old Burial Hill. But that is a very cool cemetery. Uh, if you ever get a chance to get down there, and there are there are a lot of people. So uh, they used to bury people. The the pilgrims they didn't want the Indians, the Native Americans. I'm sorry, to know 
how many of them had died. So they would bury their dead at night, but they wouldn't mark they wouldn't mark the graves oh. in any way because they didn't they didn't want them to know. They're like, well, they we we can't let the Native Americans know that we're dwindling in numbers. So they do have a big um, uh, Coles Hill, uh, which is where the statue on up on the hill. There's a statue of Massasoit at the top. So on that hill, there's also a uh, um, a sarcophagus that contains the bones of the pilgrims that were found at various times on this hill. So the uh, it was erected by the General Society of Mayflower Descendants in 1920. The, and it's, it reads the inscription: "The monument marks the first burying ground in Plymouth of the passengers of the Mayflower." Here, under cover of darkness, the fast dwindling company laid their dead, leveling the earth above them, lest the Indians should know how many were the graves. So, the uh, that's what they used to do. So they 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 just don't even really know who's in there. Huh. So, could be a lot lot of people wandering around looking for their grave. So, looking for their bodies. Looking for their bodies. Too, I guess. So that's Old Burial Hill in Plymouth. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So let's go to Texas, where Tojinet is. And ah. uh, let's talk about Austin, Texas, in the Oakwood Cemetery, where uh, more than 23,000 people are laid to rest. Uh, but one of the ah. most, oh my God, what is this word? One of the most pernicious? Pernicious. What's pernicious? It escapes me. Not sure. There you go. So there it is. <laughs> one of the most pernicious ghosts, which neither one of us is quite sure what that means, uh, that haunts the grounds is that of Euler Phillips. Uh, E-U-L-A? How do you say that? Eula. Eula. Eula, Eula so, Phillips. Yeah. Right. I would say pernicious means just, you know, Famous? the Famous? the well, the one who's who's most most visible. Okay. Okay. Persistent. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'll, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those words you don't use very much. That you really have to check out, which it's I will. Scrabble uh, words a lot, but you yeah. can probably make it work if you have other letters. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but not really because it's all cheap letters. <laughs> it's no, you know, expensive one, no X. Just the P. Yeah, that's about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, Euler Phillips. So Euler was a 17-year-old woman who was murdered with an axe on Christmas Eve in 1885. Her husband was accused and then found guilty of the crime, only to be exonerated when other victims matching Eula's profile started appearing in the Austin area. Mm. So we got our uh, mass murderer here. Serial killer. Yeah. Well, he didn't kill serial, he killed women. Ah! <laughs> Euler's crime uh, was one of the uh, earliest examples of a serial killer. Her death was followed by the subsequent, 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 sub, yeah, that too, uh, murders right. of eight more victims. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, even uh, uh, some believe that it was uh, Jack the Ripper. And they had migrated to Texas. I have actually heard that before. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, Jack the Ripper left. That's why they all stopped because he went to Texas. Huh. Whatever. Anyways, Euless Killer was never caught. And the devil uh, was known by the press as the Servant Girl Annihilator. Oh, gosh. That's kind of a crappy name. That's a terrible name for a serial killer. <laughs> that servant girl in Ireland. Oh, my God. Sounds like a WWE name or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He could have his own music. <laughs> anyway, the servant girl annihilator. Here oh, he is. We're terrible. <laughs> Oh God! I'm getting now. I'm actually picturing this guy. Oh God! You could, you could, you know. I have. Uh, never mind. That's nice. Let's move on. <laughs> he just kept going because they wanted to give him a better name. <laughs> yeah, probably. Damn it! Give me a better name. Yeah. Uh, so we plagued, uh, plagued Texas for us uh, several years. Uh, psychics have sensed Euler's ghost at night. The frightened child roaming the cemetery, wailing and bemoaning her lot. Oh. Oh. She's oh, this is a quote. Uh, she's just confused and doesn't really understand that she's dead. Her death was fast and violent, and she never managed to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Ah. Yeah. Poor old Eula. Boy, killed Eula. by killed by the servant we need to put that on a t-shirt i think yeah, servant, <laughs> girl, annihilator. Yeah. servant girl annihilator with a big axe that's terrible really terrible yes it is so i have to tell you so i pull out this massachusetts book of the dead right yes it's got a whole bookshelf up in my my penthouse here uh with oh, all hold my... a second hold a second yeah he was also known as the Midnight Assassin. I like that. Oh, one. that's 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 a WWE. That's, yeah, that's a good Come one. On. Midnight Assassin. The Midnight Assassin. That's way cooler than Servant Girl Annihilator. Yeah, way, way cooler. It's a little little different. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Carry on. I'm sorry. Couldn't pass it up. So I pull out this book off off. I have a big couple big couple big shelves with all my paranormal books and stuff. So out falls a birthday card. From Van Helsing. From who? You. Van Helsing. You. So it's a birthday card and it says you're a really bad influence on me. And there's a bunch of women on the the front doing shots. Ah, that's you. uh, (laughs) I open it up. I said, he says, I like that in a person. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Blondie, you couldn't come to the cemetery. So I brought it to you, Ron. So I kept that in the book. Uh. Roxy. Signed, personally signed for me for Anne, the blonde bombshell. Isn't oh, that... I, that was my gift to you. Yes, you gave it to oh, me. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I kept the card in it. I'm, I'm old. I, I don't remember stuff. <laughs> I don't know what year it was from, but. It was anyways. probably a weak, weak moment. I don't know. <laughs> it was a weak moment. You were feeling. Maybe feeling... I was drinking at the time and I thought of you. Feeling kindly. <laughs> so you gave me a gift. But Yes. It was very, very nice. So I kept it with it. Oh, oh that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, can, is you it beat right? the, can you beat the uh, servant girl and I later? The servant girl and I <laughs> Let's see. What have I got? Okay. Uh, so I'm in St. Louis Cemetery, number one. 
All right, so everybody knows that's where Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen, she was laid to rest there. So, yeah, she haunts it. We all know that. And I think I'm just going to kind of skip over uh, Marie, as awesome as she is. Uh, she's supposed to walk. She, they've seen her walking around through the tombs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there's other ghosts in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. So... The spirit of Henry Vignes, uh, he has a tragically sad story. As a sailor during the 19th century, Henry Vignes had no true home to speak of. And he was a nomad traveling here and there, sailing on the high seas. But when he was in New Orleans, he made his home at a local boarding house. He was constantly worried about his important papers while he was away. So much so that before departing on another voyage, he asked the owner of the boarding house to keep his papers if he died. These papers included his family tombs. So, of course, the owner of the boarding house promised Henry all would be well. Oh, you have nothing to worry about. See you later. However, while Henry was at sea, the owner sold Henry's family tomb. That bitch. Oh, that's not good. He discovered her treachery when he returned to New Orleans. Poor Henry Vignes was never able to rectify the problem legally or on his own terms. And shortly after his return, he fell ill and died. But as his tomb had been sold, there was no money to build another. Isn't that terrible? Henry's body was buried in an unmarked grave in the paupers section of St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. And although his body was laid to rest over a century ago, the ghost of Henry Vignes is still seen wandering the cemetery. I'm sure I'm massacring his name. It's probably like Viennes or something. But it's V-I-G-N-E-S. Vignes. Mm-hmm. I'm from New England. That's what I say. Sure, uh, so he is described as being tall with blue eyes. So corporeal. There's another $5 word for you. Hey, we've got good words tonight. So pernicious and corporeal. So corporeal does it appear that visitors to the cemetery have actually spoken with Henry's ghosts. Strolling up to tourists, the apparition asks if they know where the Vignes tomb is located, for as he, he is having trouble finding it himself. Allegedly, Henry's ghost has even turned up to funerals, appearing behind the grieving to ask if there might be any more room in the tomb for him. (laughs) Uh, Supposedly, his apparition has been caught on camera, and so has the distinct sound of a male's voice on an EVP proclaiming, I need to rest. So, that's the story of Henry Vignes. That's pretty cool. Still looking for a grave. He's still wandering around. He just needs to rest. He's I'm looking for a grave. To rest in peace. I know it. Mean old so, lady. So let's talk about Martha Drinman. Let's. She's buried at Laurel Hill Cemetery, where along with seventy-seven thousand other people. Yeah, that's a huge cemetery. Oh, you know what that is? It's in. Um, it's Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll I think so. Oh, in I thought you had it in front of you. In nineteen oh three, Martha was the daughter of Laurel Hill, uh, kid, Laurel Hill's caretaker. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's whose cemetery is, right? It's, yeah, it's Laurel. one of my bucket. This is a bucket list cemetery of mine. I think it's like it actually, really? it, it's at, it's in Pennsylvania. It's in Philadelphia, or uh-huh. somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think it's Philadelphia. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, so this is the the one the cemetery is named after. So uh, in 1903, Martha was the uh, the daughter of the who the cemetery is named after Laurel Hill, in uh, her caretaker. At nineteen, at thirty nine, she was an unmarried spinster. Oh my God! At thirty nine, and intended. That's old man. And intended to be a little on the quiet side. On a Sunday morning in November, she was seen heading towards the Laurel Hill train station, which uh, used to be located on the north side of the cemetery. Later, she was seen walking along Kelly Drive. She didn't speak to anyone, nor did anyone sp- ask her where she was going. That was the last time she was seen alive. Uh-oh. In March of 1904, a fisherman discovered the headless body ah. floating in the icy drift in the Delaware Bay. Ah. Martha's brother and aunt traveled to New Jersey to identify the body and confirmed that it was Martha's by the dress she wore. Uh, Her remains were buried on the grounds here at Laurel Hill with no marker, as their family was too poor to afford mm-hmm. one. That's sad, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to Martha? Did she meet her end at the hands of Rataka? Did she slip on the ice and accidentally drown? Did she take her own life? We may never know these questions, but if you do run into her at the cemetery where she is often seen, you may want to ask her for yourself. What happened? Yeah, what happened to you, honey? What happened? Did you run into the uh, what was that guy the again? Midnight. No, not the midnight. The um, servant assassin. girl annihilator. Yeah, the servant girl <laughs> annihilator. She probably ran into the servant girl Maybe. annihilator. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, I can't believe we ran out of time. So. Wow! Anyway. No, well, we had some good stories tonight. I think. Well, we had, I personally. We think. had we, we had stories. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we want Laurel to. Laurel uh, Hill is in Philadelphia, by the way. I googled it. Yes, it's Philadelphia. All right, thank you. Uh, so yeah, but I'm sure there's tons of Laurel Hills, and you know, it's like there are Oh Hill, Hill burial grounds. You want to check that one out? <laughs> yeah, like but given where yeah. they found her, Elmwood Cemetery. Check that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyways, uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we want to thank our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon, members of the Dead Year Society. And you, too, can become members, uh, just like uh, Colin Bislin, uh, the latest one from the U.K., and uh, Ann Ryan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's three, bu- three bucks a month. You have access to over 30 videos that are up there just for our patreons and we'll be next year we've got some new exciting things including dead ear society swag so uh just for, available for our members so there you go and you got anything you want to add i do not but everybody have a great night and thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> i got you tongue-tied i can't believe I, it I, you put me on the spot i don't know i don't have anything to add i'm not doing anything so well, getting ready for Christmas. So. There you go. Thanks everyone for listening and, and tuning in next week. Uh, good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Stay safe.
from ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.